Hello, I'm Chase Blasick, an Asia-Pacific analyst at RAIN. This podcast is brought to you by RAIN Worldview. Subscribe today at stratfor.com. Welcome to RAIN's Essential Geopolitics Podcast. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for joining us. Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett visited Moscow recently. Here with analysis of what happened and why it matters is RAIN's senior Middle East and North Africa analyst, Ryan Bowl. Hey, Ryan. Hi, Emily. Thanks for having me. What were Bennett's goals when he was there? Was he hoping to influence Russia's thinking in regards to the war in Ukraine? I think there was an element of that. It was also a bit of opportunism by Russia trying to bring in a Western ally and and have their state leaders meet one another uh, to show that Russia isn't completely isolated from the world, despite all of the the, the sounds that are coming out of Western capitals uh, trying to shame Russia, uh, shut down their economic connections and and isolate them. Uh, This was Moscow using Israel as a way to prove that they weren't completely cut off from the world. Um, Bennett was going there in part to see if there would be an Israeli role to mediate potentially a ceasefire or even in more of a long shot, uh, the end of the invasion of Ukraine, and also to find out what Russia's position was uh, with the Iran-U.S. nuclear talks, which are still ongoing and which Russia still has a major role in. Well, but Ryan, Israel's a close U.S. ally, um, and it hasn't decided to sanction Russia Uh, as the U.S. has hoped all of its allies would do, um, how long will they be able to stay out of this? Well, it's an open question about how much longer they're going to be able to keep up this neutral approach. Now, the Israelis are trying to remain neutral between the West and Russia uh, because they have substantial military and diplomatic and economic ties with the West, of course, but they also need the Russians for uh, acquiescence for their attacks on Iranian targets inside of Syria, where Russian troops are still based. Uh, They also have uh, deep social and cultural connections with Russia. Uh, Many uh, people in Israel were born in the former Soviet Union, and they emigrated there after the collapse of the USSR in the early 90s. So there's plenty of people who don't want to cut off Russia entirely uh, from family and friends. So with those drivers in place, uh, it's a real question of how much longer until the West uses its substantial leverage over Israel to try to force them into the sanctions campaign. Now, at the moment, there doesn't seem to be a strong incentive to do that uh, because Israel is going to be always a small part of the overall story of, of, of Russia's isolation. They're not giant trade partners. Israel isn't nearly as big of a country as, say, China. So it's a real question of whether or not the West decides to start imposing secondary sanctions uh, for buying, say, Russian oil or Russian goods uh, or, or wheat or any of the other products that Russia provides. Uh, if we start to see those secondary sanctions emerge uh, on places like China, it seems very likely that Israel could get trapped up in them and then would need to, to take a, a stronger stance to protect themselves from that sanctions risk. Of course, as you mentioned, a lot of people left Russia um, and sought refuge uh, in Israel uh, towards the end of the Soviet Union. Now, it's my understanding that there are also many Jewish Ukrainians who might wish to move to Israel. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, it will depend on the scale and the length of the war, which we don't know how much longer the fighting will continue. But we do know that already there are two million refugees in Poland and Romania uh, and that that number could continue to increase as fighting goes on. Um, The Russians are definitely using tactics that will displace people. And so I think it's safe to assume that a substantial amount of Ukrainian Jews will end up in Israel when all is said and done. 
Yes, that's another potential future. Uh, we're already seeing Israel's Aliyah uh, organization, which is in charge of, of bringing uh, Jews from around the world to Israel to make them citizens, uh, preparing for a possible large influx of Ukrainian Jews because of the war. Uh, there's approximately an estimated 200,000 Ukrainian Jews uh, that might move to Israel in the coming weeks or months or even years. And they, the country is trying to prepare itself for that. Now, the impact of another influx of uh, Ukrainian Jews might change a fair number of things within Israel. It might not change Israel so much strategically. It will still be a Western leading country attempting to navigate uh, this new geopolitical environment between East and West that has now emerged after the invasion. Uh, but it could change some of its social and political and economic dynamics. And how it does that isn't totally clear. Uh, they could end up becoming a, a major part of the right wing in Israel, and they could bring to power uh, somebody like Benjamin Netanyahu yet again uh, if they become a coherent part of the, of the right wing voting bloc. On the other hand, some of them might be more liberal or secular, and it could really change the way the coalition politics works within Israel. And it might break the political uh, paralysis and impasses that we've seen over the past few years. Uh, they also might be bringing a fair amount of money and education with them. So it could be an economic boost for Israel, uh, at least in the long term. In the short term, of course, it's going to require Israel to figure out a place to house these folks, to, to provide them housing and then jobs. And those are a strain in the short term on Israel, Israel's economy. And it could also incentivize Israel building yet more settlements in the West Bank to create housing for, if not Ukrainians, uh, for people who are moving out of the way of Ukrainians within Israel itself. So there's an whole lot of, uh, a lot of interesting social and economic and political implications of a new arrival of a large wave of Jewish people from Ukraine. Ryan Bowl is Senior Middle East and North Africa Analyst with RAIN. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Emily. You can find Ryan's work in RAIN Worldview, which offers objective geopolitical analysis and intelligence covering the global landscape. Subscribe today at Stratfor.com. Right now, we have a historically low subscription price. Go to Stratfor.com for details. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.